one thing that I'm unwilling, though, to accept, to consume, is that quarters, one, is an actual NBA stat to determine whether or not a team is more worthy of winning a game than the other. Want to know why? Because it's not a thing. That's why. We went through it last year with the Heat and the Celtics, and here we go again. May I present to you, Jeanette, the head coach last night, whose team was minus 21 in the third quarter, outscored 46-25, to and what did he do in response? He didn't call a single solitary timeout. Here is Celtics head coach Joe Mazzulla bringing back the stupidest basketball analysis that has ever been uttered by anybody considered the homo sapien species, Joe Mazzulla bringing back the quarters. Joe, what happened in that third quarter? Uh, lost our offensive purpose, lost our game plan discipline, allowed them to get out and transition, get second chance shots, didn't guard the three-point line. Uh, this is your fourth home loss. I know I asked you the question in practice yesterday, but again, you're, you're 500 at home. How, how does that keep happening? Um, I don't think that has anything to do with the fact that you know, we won three out of the four quarters. Um, there it is. We are in the third quarter, whether it's home or away, it's the details. It's the- there it is. We won. We won three of the four quarters. Uh, Joe, might be part of your problem. That's not how it works. You're at least supposed. The only thing you're supposed to do is win the last quarter. Or, or you. Or just well, score more points. Or score more. Score more points, no matter how you did it. Well, the, I, should, I guess I should have reworded that. You're supposed to focus on the last quarter where you are and win the last quarter pending how the past three went. Who gives a beep about the first three right. quarters? Um, I, I mean, it just matters if... Uh, Who gives them a quarters anyway? Over four quarters, if you, if you outscore the opponent, you know what? That, that's a win. That's a win, doesn't it? When you outscore a team by 21 in a single quarter, chances are you've put yourself, no matter how the other quarters play out, in a pretty good position to win. Uh, my follow-up would have been like, oh, and how'd that work out for you? And maybe that's part of his problem, is that he, <laughs> he thought, he, he thinks that you get bonus points for winning quarters. This ain't NASCAR, Joe. Okay? This ain't NASCAR, my brother. In NASCAR, you can win extra points depending on if you lead after a certain number of laps throughout the course of the race. This ain't NASCAR, my brother. No, it's not. It's uh, This is the NBA frickin' A. This is the NBA. Yeah. The only reason quarters exist is so these teams can get some rest. It's very nice of them. Yeah. And some water. Hydrate. Yeah, hydrate. Exactly. It's very important. Uh, or you call a timeout to uh, stop a uh, 14-0 run. Right, it's, it's right. It's a team right. trying to defend. Right, right. <laughs> hey, you, can, you can stop play before a quarter even ends. That, that I feel like. <gasps> timeout. Timeout. Nope, didn't happen. I feel like that's like trying to defend his job. You know, like he's freaking out. Oh my gosh, I could lose my job about this, though. He's new. And uh, that's he's trying to make himself feel better about the whole situation. Funny you mention that because he actually did not appreciate a question in the post game directed towards him about, uh, hey, Joe, uh, if we could move away from uh, how many quarters you won for a moment, uh, why didn't you use any timeouts in the third quarters? Your team was getting blasted into oblivion. Why didn't you use any of those timeouts in your pocket? Take it away. 
going up against Spolstra, who's constantly making adjustments on the fly, willing to kind of call timeouts and change things up so quickly. How did you balance like trying to let things play out in the ways you usually do versus like having to seize control? I called two in the first quarter. I'm thinking more like the third quarter. No, I don't call two in the first quarter. Save it for the third quarter run. He didn't like that question, I don't think. No, because it calls him out. Well, it's called the receipts. I, listen, so let's listen to the the question real quick. And this is why I think he had the reaction that he did. One, he knows he screwed up. But two, listen to the beginning of this question. Going up against Spolstra, who's constantly making adjustments on the fly, willing to kind of call timeouts and change things up so quickly. How did you balance like trying to let things play out in the ways you usually do versus like having right, the season? Stop it. It, it. The gist of the question is. Hey, in comparison to Eric Spolster, who's such a good coach, how come you didn't make good decisions like Eric Spolstra? Like, that's basically that's basically the tenor of that question. Hey, Eric Spolster is really good, and he does this to be really good. How come you don't do those things to be really good? Why couldn't you be good like Eric Spolstra Yeah, was? that's basically what it is. Why can't you be good like Eric Spolstra? That that is that is basically that question. Why why can't you be good like Eric he Spolstra? He was doing timeouts. You should have done some timeouts. I also don't understand his rationale. I um don't take uh I don't save up timeouts for the third quarter run. Like what are you talking about? Of course you do. Yeah, you talked about the timeouts he took in the first. Hey, sir, that's not my question. Yeah, not what I asked. No, you know what he was doing? He was going for that. He took those timeouts in the first quarter. So he could win the first quarter. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He needed to win the first quarter. Yeah. yeah he's lucky he got through. Spo didn't the do that. One too, man. No. Spo didn't take a timeout to win the first quarter. Well, I know he he did not. I mean, that's a bad job by Spo. He should have. You want to win quarters or not, Spo? What a joke of a press conference! I missed that whole press conference. You you want you do you want it, Spo? Do you want to win quarters or not? Uh, I actually did some. He ad- wants to win games. Uh, well, exactly. I I did some advanced metrics too, Heat fans. This is going to be difficult for me to tell you this because it's going to further discredit the Heat win, but the Heat also lost in the battle of eighths. At the six-minute mark of every quarter, the Heat were three and five last night. So they lost the quarter battle, and they lost the eighths battle as well. There's no way they won that game then, right? 5-3 win for the Celtics in eighths, 3-1 win in quarters for the Celtics. I mean, Heat down one game to none, clearly, right? Because that's what matters. Idiots. Or something. There's a bunch of idiots. bunch of idiots. Idiot faces out there. I mean, just a bunch of dopes. But shout out to the journalists in that room, like, asking questions and holding accountable. Like, nah, dude, we were talking about the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I took two in the first quarter. No, 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 dude, you know, that's not what we're talking about, okay? Um, but our boy Jay Will brought it up on, on first take today. The quarters, the quarters, the quarters. What are we doing? If he does that again... We got to get him on the show. Oh, yeah. Easily. I'm going to call him out because this is nonsense. Are we really going to do this for a second straight year? We're going to talk about how up oh, uh, uh, the series, not competitive. It, last year, when seven games and Jimmy Butler came one inch away from sending the Heat to the finals, you would think that we'd be done with the quarters matter conversation. But nope, here we are. Here we are after game one where the Heat win in Boston, one game to none. And we're back to the quarters conversation. We don't learn a damn thing in this industry. It's the same nonsense over and over and over again. It's just so dumb. It's so unspeakably stupid. I love it. And the Heat keep proving them wrong. There's got to be reasons. Like, I would appreciate somebody explaining what they mean when they bring it up. Like, they have to have rationale or at least a method to their madness. Not that it's right or wrong, but like at least what they're thinking when they're spewing it. Because we even saw it on Twitter, Ken. Ken responded to a few guys, a few reporters bringing up quarters as well. Like, yeah. hey guys, you guys want to come talk about what you're talking about? 
I would love to have that job. Like, just to be in every press conference after, like, what do you mean by that, sir? Can you please explain well, yourself? Well, then the security, can you get her out of here? A hundred percent. Because I'd go in. Like, well, it would be unfiltered. Part of what it is, when it comes specifically to the Heat, because no other team in the NBA gets judged on how many quarters they win, other than the Heat, right? So here's what I think is happening. It's what we saw in the previous series against the Knicks. Monica McNutt went on the Debatable podcast. And what was her analysis of Game 3 of that series when she couldn't talk X's and O's about why the Heat were outworking the Knicks when you get past the rebounding battle, but you start getting into like hustle stats and you start getting to 50-50 balls, one, things like that. Uh, you can't speak to it. What's your default? Oh, the, the, that arena is not loud at all. The energy is not real energy. Right? There's, there's, there's no real noise in in that arena. Like you just fall back to old tropes. Casilla? Yeah, you just fall back to old tropes to to take shots at a team when you can't properly describe why they're winning, why they have an edge, why they're winning, and it's not easy to describe why an NBA team has a coaching advantage over another NBA team. This one clearly does. The previous series. Clearly did, but it's not easy to talk about that. So you just go back to the old trope. Something, same thing with this. How did the Heat beat the Celtics last night? Um, well, they had stretches of really good offense. They closed down Jason Tatum in the second half. Uh, Spo knew when to stop the bleeding last night. The Heat were plus 21 in the third quarter. But if you can't wrap your mind around that, what do you do? What do you do, Jeanette? You say, oh, well, it was a fluke because the Celtics won three quarters. Like, that's the route you go. For sure, and I'm one of those people that I think, uh, full disclosure here, Miami Heat fans are a little weird in the Caseya Center. I don't like how I'm your stereotypical Miami Heat fan hater. But you can still believe in Heat culture and support whatever they're doing. What what happens in the stands doesn't matter Absolutely in the not. NBA to an outcome of a game. It Absolutely just does not. not. It doesn't. Oh, that's, that, no, that's a tough home, one. Home court advantage has been lesser than it has been in the NBA in two decades. I think in the postseason. I, I think Sacramento's fan base single handedly got them what into the postseason. In I understand what happened in game seven, but I'm saying they that crowd dragged okay. them. I think you're a little skewed by what I'm saying is I if, think they were very excited too. They haven't been in the able no, to what, celebrate that in absolutely. a while. Vibes. Thing. If you're a real <laughs> if you're a real contender, you go to a place and you win regardless. 100%. Okay? Just like the Heat did in Milwaukee, mm. not once but twice. Just like the Heat did at Madison Square Garden in Game 1. Just like the Heat did last night in Boston. If you're real, you're going to have to win on the road. The Heat went on the road. But because the Heat have seven undrafted players on this roster who all play a key role in the outcome of games and the Heat's success in this postseason, it's easier to just say, oh, well, they can't keep this up. This, the proof is the Celtics won three quarters to the Heat one, as opposed to saying, here's why... Kayla Martin is so good and proficient. Here's why Gabe Vincent makes this offense go and why he's so opportunistic defensively. Here's why Max Struess has a penchant for hitting big threes. Here's what Kevin Love has done to develop the heat offensively since he came from Cleveland. It's easier to just say, uh, not sustainable, because they lost three quarters. That's why that comes up. thousand percent. That's why that comes up. I, you, I was going to say, Stone, you're grinning over there. No, I, I, and that's the I don't agree with this. No, grin. it's not that I don't agree. I just hope that Ken didn't mean what he said in, in the fact that home court advantage doesn't Stone. actually persist in the National Basketball I'm not saying, Association. I, no, no, I, I didn't actually, say that. I agree with you. I but, think 
home but, court advantage is still a huge thing. Uh, so, Stone, you're you're skewing what I said. I didn't say that it's not a thing. What I said uh, is that it is not nearly as impactful as it has been in this postseason compared to postseasons over the last 20 years. And I think that's just because we are watching the Miami Heat and Kaseya Center. Like, they're skewing our entire outlook on home court advantage. Like, you're, you're, you're almost going to defend the Kaseya Center for, for being what they are and who they are and how it's not a a full support system like you see in Sacramento, like you see at Chase Center, like you see at some of these other places that root for their teams. Oh, I mean, I don't know what Orlando looks like. We and we we there. We, we there. <laughs> but, I mean, God, I, I, I honestly think it's, in a sense, some nights have to battle, right? When your team's going through lulls in the fourth quarter, like you expect your fan base to kind of lift you up and give you that hope when you knock down a shot and you're still down eight, nine, ten points in the fourth with six minutes left. Like your home, your fan base is the kind of the ones pushing you up a little bit. Like, hey, we got you. We haven't lost faith. I think it's a real thing. I think okay. it, it's right here prevalent. So, in this. so if that's the case, then then this this concept at all, the Heat crowd doesn't bring the juice like other crowds, would be fundamentally wrong. They just don't give a damn. They the Heat just don't give a damn. Oh, so so the Heat don't give a damn in that instance, but every other uh, uh, arena, their fans are lifting them to unbelievable winning heights. I think there's some truth to that. I think there's some truth to that. That is such no. nonsense. Remember when Chris Bosch, I think he got that three that took him to the win in, uh, in their last championship run? No, that was Ray Allen. No, no, was it Ray Allen? He, no, Bosch <laughs> said definitely quote. Ray Allen. The shot? There was Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch got the rebound and gave it to Chris Ray Bosch. Allen. That's okay, that's what I was. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Chris Bosch didn't score a single point in that game seven, by the way, against the Spurs. <laughs> wow. He said one of my favorite quotes that because my, Miami Heat fans were leaving before Ray Allen got that shot. He goes, "If you did not see that shot, we don't want you back in here." Period. He said that. I don't think he said that. He said something like that. Put it as an Instagram caption. Hold on. I also too. I would have if I was there for that game six. I would have had my ass out of the arena too because I I'll be damned if I'm watching another team celebrate a championship on uh, on my team's floor. Right on. Ain't happening. But okay? there's no other fan base that would have done that. That's not true at all. There that are is, Madison Square Garden. I saw Knicks fans oh, leaving with six minutes you, left to go. Celtics you, fans were leaving with three minutes left to go last night. Stop it. Stop it. That's just something that we love to latch on to because it's easy to crapple over Miami fans. Monica McNutt, Jeanette Javier. Uh, I think more fan Monica bases. McNa- Monica McHavier. Oh, it's got some go to it. More fan bases. More fan bases. Jeanette McNutt. Jeanette McNutt. Jeanette, a higher percentage of fan bases would stay. Right? There are a category of teams who wouldn't. Tangible thing. Uh, attendance? You're just, you're leaving just the stadium? Stuff oh, up. that's what it was. Chris Bosch to Heat fans who left game six early. Don't come back for game seven. Well, I, Chris Bosch didn't come back for game seven. <laughs> he didn't score. But still, that the me, fact that you remember that is just phenomenal. I, I just, I, I'm, I I'm hate very this. impressed. I deserve to be corrected because I got well, the whole situation that right. along with him going goose in game seven, not scoring a single point. Going goose? Goose egg. Dropping a goose egg on him. I just hate this zero conversation. They are, they are not significantly diff, more different than any other fan base. Like, they're not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're Every other fan base wants to beat Preff- different. No, that's that's not even true. Very that's not even true. You're, you are very falling. They are from all walks of life, unlike Minnesota, when okay, everybody in that everybody's seat is about. from Minnesota. That's not what we're talking about. A thousand percent. You're falling into a stereotype. 
You're, you're, you're trying to make a point about a stereotype of Heat fan, and then you're bringing up, oh, different walks of life, like it's the United Nations. That's Jimmy, not what we were talking Jimmy about. Jimmy Butler dropped 56 right in front of my eyes. It wasn't until five minutes into that game, and you're going to hate it, that there were not even, the stands weren't even filled. People weren't even dude, in their seats yet. They, they were, don't care as much. Dude, they were down 14 points. What, what the hell does that have to do with showing up to a playoff game against the number one seed? Thank you. That's the whole point. Your team is in the playoffs after you okay. have a terrible right. season, one that you didn't even believe in, and you're going to leave... You're not gonna even show up. I've got to, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest. This is this is one of the dumber conversations we have fallen into, and we talked about whether or not suits are fun to wear yesterday. In in, in that, they are, I understand where you're them. coming from, but I think uh, fighting Stone. the fighting the power in a sense like this is more dumb than anything because they don't show up until okay. five minutes into the game. It's like every single night with these uh, guys. You know what? This and your whole MSG is not as cool as Boogie Vegas is stupid. <laughs> it's not stupid. Stupid. No, but here, I'm not gonna fall into this trap of disrespecting Heat fans because getting through South Florida is an absolute damn nightmare, okay? I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. If you show up late, you show up late. It's not my money. It's not my money they're spending, so if they're going to show up late, that's on them. Fine. I find the Heat crowd to be just fine, and I've been in plenty of college arenas. I I hate to be like this, and I hate to pull this card. I've been to way more professional and college arenas in my life than both of you combined. Okay, and I hate to pull this card, but I don't think it hits as hard as you think it's about to I hit. Don't, I don't care. But, but these ahead. these these football stadiums, the Alabamas, the Auburns, the Georgias, you the Floridas, the teams. Kansas States, the Illinois, the Michigan States, the Ohio States, all these places I have been to. Alabama, I've been to games at Alabama in Tuscaloosa right, where Danny. there were pockets of of seats that weren't even filled uh, at Alabama for SEC games at Alabama. So you sit here and say, oh, Tuscaloosa, that is the cathedral of college football. It's amazing. No, it's not. The same issues that affect Tuscaloosa are the same issues that affect the Kaseya Center, okay? And you can't sit here and say that, oh, home court advantage is so important and it helps so many teams, but the Heat, uh, they've only lost they've only lost one game since the second to last week of the season at their arena but that's not because of the crowd like every other team that's because of the heat like that's just crazy talk that's just trying to fit a narrative that's not actually true Mm, I think you're in the minority here that's fine I might be in the minority doesn't mean I'm not right it doesn't mean that anybody's right or wrong we're talking about a bunch of undrafted dudes this is an anomaly they've been the biggest underdogs this playoff series in every series they have under Eric Spolstra the same undrafted dudes were on the one seat a year ago correct exactly my point it's not an anomaly anymore by definition it's not an anomaly anymore they're bigger underdogs in one two and now the third series than Eric Spolstra's ever been in a postseason like there are just the undrafted dudes jogging around the court like it's harder to get behind these guys especially with the 82 games they had during the regular season don't you think for undrafted guys a home court advantage, this vaunted advantage you keep speaking of would be more important than a seasoned vet all-star MVP candidate like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Don't you think that that would mean more to the undrafted guys? That lift, that mythical spiritual lift that the fans give you? Not necessarily because how many guys are wearing Caleb Martin jerseys? How many guys are wearing Gabe Vincent jerseys? What does that like, have to do with I, anything? I just mean like that you're, you're, you're not necessarily showing up for the undrafted guys because a lot of Heat fans still don't even know who these guys are. Yes, we're rooting for them and learning to love them, but a bunch of schmoes out there doing what nobody expected them to do. Oh, you're right. You're right. When a fan shows up and isn't wearing the jersey uh, of said player, they're not actually cheering for that player. That's sound. <laughs> you're, that's that's you're very being sound. Petty, Ken, here you're being very bad. Well, no, it's, I'm with you, Stone. Stupid point. One hundred and fifty percent. The fan base in the Miami Heat don't support their team, their boys, despite anything. I am so frustrated unless like right Boston now. games at TD Water uh, Garden, whatever. Are TD Waterhouse, whatever that's Garden. Sick. 
It's a garden There's and a TD house. garden. Whatever. Are absolutely insane and it's thrilling. You don't have anybody what? making it a goal to visit Kaseya Center because the vibes are so good. You have people making but, it but a goal to visit other but arenas where is tangible? because it's but here's my here's my biggest problem. You guys are 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 basing whatever you're saying here off of perception. There's no tangible anything to back any of this up. That uh, the atmosphere at TD Garden is better than the atmosphere at Kaseya Center. It's better than the atmosphere in Oklahoma City. It's better than the atmosphere in uh, in in uh, San Francisco. Like it's just nonsense. We're going off of stereotypes. Then I'll just, I guess, pull the same card as you did, right? So I'm willing to accept that there's no tangible evidence. Does not mean it's right or wrong. Doesn't mean one side's more correct. Oh, now we're going to go Joe Rogan. We're free thinking. We're Aaron rodgers in yeah, the I'm, entire I'm willing to sleep at night. I'm willing to sleep at night understanding that there's no tangible evidence that the fact that you do want to go see TD Garden in a playoffs and you don't necessarily care to go have see Kaseya no, Center. Let me ask you. That, have you that ever, says enough something. You, Ken, have you ever been to TD Garden during a playoff? Have you ever been to TD game Damn six, Garden in game, a playoff game, series? Game 6, 2016 against LeBron James cool. and the Boston Celtics. Did you have out your decibel meter? Were you given the decibels readings from TD Garden? Actually, this Kaseya is Center? awfully funny because you just thought you did something. I flew to Boston with a buddy just to go. Go to the garden to see LeBron James because I we needed to be in Boston. We needed to see what it was like. So we did okay. a day trip, right? We went and saw so the Red Sox. Do, then we went to see a playoff series. We flew to Boston. Did you do the proper research then? You're all about research now and free thinking. Did you do the you're, research? Did you do the research, free thinker? Aaron Rodgers, did you do the research? The tangible evidence is that I bought a plane ticket to go to Boston because I needed to go to Boston one time in my life at least to did see you a playoff count, game. Did you how, count how many fans left early? Did you count how many fans uh, leave early for I didn't the have center? To. Did you do the decibel readings? Ken, oh, well, I didn't have to. Assumptions. Good. Thanks, Rogan. I didn't have to to what you think about MSG. You don't understand why you have people like Stone who's willing to do that trip. You don't understand why you have people like me who is willing to do the trip to see MSG, FAU there. Same vibe that Stone was going. You are playing the same exact thing. You don't get it. And you never will. So Stone, the argument here is mute. Miami Heat fans are not the same vibe. Oh my God. I can't believe we're having a vibes conversation. It's the only way to explain it because you're not going to get it. I guess I'm a free thinker now. It's so dumb. The vibes, I mean, it is dumb. I feel so much dumber right now over the last 20 minutes. But fighting it, I think, is dumber because everybody out there, 90% of people have that take on Kaseya Center that it just doesn't hit as hard. That's not true. You're making up numbers again. 90% of people don't have that thought on Kaseya Center. They clown us. You're making up a tangible, you're making up a a completely unintelligible number. You ain't calling calling TD Garden MSG South. You ain't doing that or MSG North. You ain't giving another nickname to a stadium. You can go clown a stadium like ours. Because... Boston doesn't have the amount of transplant population South Florida does. That's the only reason it's called MSG you, South. I'm just saying you wouldn't even get another nickname. You just wouldn't do it. You like really it's just not in the works. You really thought you did something there, right? You really thought you did something there. You thought you did something there. It's just not in the works. It's just not. It's a total normal take. It's a normal, normal, normal take. We hear it from people who get paid millions of dollars that the energy who? just don't hit. And you who? fight it. Monica McNutt. I'm Monica McNutt. Regardless. I, I, do we know Monica McNutt is making a million dollars? I mean, we would aspire so to all again, be in the position. Again, we're just throwing out numbers. We just did, uh, we just did 20, 25 minutes of throwing out numbers we don't know are actually accurate. I apologize for this segment. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Where do you think the uh, the Heat were in attendance this year, Jeanette? There's there's 30 NBA teams. Where do you think the Heat were in attendance? Probably number one, I guess. What? Number one. Close. Stone? Uh, top seven. Yeah. 
Six best in the NBA. Yeah, because everybody wants to go just to say they can go to a Miami That's Heat fine. game. That's it. They That's clock fine. in. Boom. Two quarters. Wow. Let me go to Bayside. Let me have a drink. Oh, Winwood's an Uber right away. No, you're Bye. Right. I'm sure that I'm sure. But I was I, at the Heat game. Hey, no, regale me with tales of 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 how loud and epic Pacers fans are. Regale me with the, the tales that you've what a heard. Dumpster fire that state is. Why would anybody want to go to Indiana? Well, it's the only. I guess the Pacers are the only exciting thing about Indiana. Yeah. And the Hoosiers movie was in Indiana, right? Mm-hmm. Pelicans they're, they're, fans, man, I tell you, that loud, loud crowd, man. Noel is getting dirty nowadays. Known, it ain't the same as it once was. What? Have you been recently? <laughs> I've been uh, a couple years ago, and dude, and it is still as fun and ratchet as ever before. It's a little more ratchet. Uh, oh, hundred percent. But you know. Mm-mm. And by the way, for all of those that think that, oh, if the Heat make the finals, for all those people that think that fans should care about what the TV ratings are, like you're some executive at at Disney and ESPN and ABC. <laughs> Uh, like fans should care. Oh, no one's going to watch a, a, an NBA Finals with the Heat. Uh, one, who gives a damn? But two, uh, the Heat, of all teams, they had the seventh most, uh, how do I want to put this? Uh, sec- the seventh best road attendance all year long of anybody in the NBA, meaning when they go to an arena, only six other teams drew a better road crowd than the Heat did all year long. Also, who were the top three? For the most attended games. Who do you think? Uh, I think Lakers. Mm-hmm. Boston's got to be in there. Yeah, Boston's there. Celtics. What did we just say? And about? where's the Celtics. other one? I don't want to say Chase Center, but I'd go Sacramento. No. no the Warriors. I would go, I would okay, Chase Center. The Warriors. Yeah. Yeah? The yeah. Warriors? Yeah. Okay. Warriors were the top draw in the league yep. on the road. There's a Steph. The Steph factor, the Warriors yep. factor, the whole thing. But the Heat, despite the fact, uh, I mean, Warriors, Lakers, Celtics, those teams were Clearly playoff teams all year long. The Heat were not, and they still had the seventh best road attendance of any team in the NBA. Well, not the Lakers until the trade deadline. And then they were different. Like, really, really different. Uh, You know what we haven't done? he reminded that he's supposed to play basketball. What we haven't done, uh, we haven't made sure that uh, Boston uh, fully feels fully feels the loss last night. So if we could, Stone, let's go ahead and and let our Boston friends bathe in some of their, their favorite songs that really tell the story of their city. Uh, Dropkick Murphys, here you go, Boston fans. We're not done, Boston fans. How about Boston, the legendary band? Boston fans, here you are. Straight from the uh-huh. Not wasting any time. <laughs> this is the Celtics' third quarter. Production crew needs a raise. I know. Ah. Oh, that harmony! I give it.
give it to I the know. producer for, you say. know. I got to say, you can tell our budget's gone up a little bit. <laughs> Show, they definitely invested in a music producer for that our, second. Our budget has absolutely <laughs> increased. Eat it, Boston. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. I promise you, when we come back, the story I'm going to read you is going to terrify a vast majority of you. And it taps into a deep-seated fear that I have. We'll find out what it is when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominiqueen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Stone, should we tell everybody about Brightline? Here's what I think about that. I'm going to take that as a... Yes. Go Brightline. The free Brightline app. That's how you get your passes. And this weekend, Jeanette, it is 305 weekend. Mr. Worldwide. The best way to skip traffic, get to the biggest events in South Florida, and your favorite sporting events is Brightline. 305 weekend this weekend. Save on your next fares at Brightline. Tomorrow through Sunday, $5 kids fares, $10 adult smart fares between all Brightline stations. That's West Palm, Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, Aventura, and Miami. Book your fare. Relax along the way with Brightline's modern lounges. They are beautiful and modern. Complimentary Wi-Fi. Curated food and beverage options. That means some snacks for the kids and maybe some alcoholic beverages for mommy and daddy. You can also fuel up before the fun with a bite at the Mary Mary Bar. Plus, in-station activations by the Miami Marlins, live music, pop-ups, and other surprises. $5 kid fares, $10 adult smart fares, 305 weekend. Tomorrow through Sunday, head on down to Miami Central Station. Book now, gobrightline.com or the Brightline app. That's gobrightline.com or the Brightline app. Uh, Where are you watching the Panthers tonight, Stone? At the crib. At the crib. I'm going to watch it. From Flipping puck. back and forth, Lakers, Panthers? Yeah, I'm definitely going to be bouncing back and forth. I'll probably have two, stream, two screens going, but definitely from puck drop all the way to the end, I'll be watching that game. What time is Lakers tonight? 8.30. 8.30. ESPN. So, Panthers start 8 o'clock on yep. uh, TNT. Uh, you taking a little uh, Panthers action tonight, Game 1 Eastern Conference Finals, Jeanette? I'm going to try. I'm going through a lot tonight, trying to make new friends yeah. at this dinner. Nice. So that's my focus. But uh, if, you know, they talk about sports, I'm in it. And I'll mention the Panthers. I'll probably just check it up on my phone. Or if Stone is really good at texting, I'll do like that. one words like, "Oh my God!" I'll and then I'm like, "Okay, I got to tune into." I this sent Ken a picture of me. I was born and raised in North Carolina. I sent Ken a picture of me wearing a Hurricanes jersey, and I said, "Welp, dot dot dot." You and he are said, an anomaly. He's he so said, annoying. And he said, "For bleep's sake!" I know you're so annoying. You wait. Time out. So you're a Bruins fan? No, yeah. only mom, he was only monetarily a Bruins fan. Correct. 
And then the Panthers Didn't blew that bleep up. Did he have a Bruins up. lanyard? That's why I called I him out on it. still have my Bruins. So he you just it. put the lanyard on for money's sake? Was it like good juju, good, good vibes? Luck. Yeah, he was good, good vibes. He was looking for good vibes. And did it work out? No, but no. yes, that was the goal. Because you Maybe bought you a lanyard. Maybe that with the hurricane. You buy a lanyard for vibes, you don't deserve to win. 100%. <laughs> are you doing the, are you, are you carrying those same vibes with uh, the Hurricanes? Uh, I am. Who are you rooting for? The Panthers a, or the Hurricanes? Haven't decided. Haven't decided. I'm in a tough spot here. Gen Z is so annoying. I'm in a tough spot here. Well, you, you can't say anything about Gen Z because Theo's the same way. He's my only Gen Z friend. And, well, I guess Theo's Gen Z as well. And no, they no both, he's not. I think he might be a millennial. Is he? He's 31 years old. I think he might be Gen Z. I don't know. You, you both pissed me off, though. Um, anyways, uh, uh, let's go to Encino, Los Angeles. This from KABC. Several people were being treated for injuries after a large bee swarm was reported in Encino on Monday. Residents in the 17,000 block of West Adlin Road were being warned to stay indoors and close all windows and doors after the bee swarm was reported at 3.47 p.m. One man was brought to a local hospital with multiple bee stings. A second person, a Los Angeles Police Department volunteer officer, was trying to swat away bees from his face as he walked down the street and at one point fell forward, face down, onto the asphalt. As the bees continued swarming around his head and body, he tried to stand up but fell a second time. He remained conscious and sustained some cuts and bruises from the fall. Paramedics treated him at the scene. He was then transported to a local hospital for additional assistance. An entire neighborhood was told to stay indoors, close their doors, close their windows because of a bee swarm in an entire Southern California neighborhood. And let me tell you, the mere thought of that, especially that volunteer officer who's being swarmed by bees, and there's video of it. There's another volunteer officer who's in a car. This man tries to get into the car. The volunteer officer waves him away and starts backing down the street to leave this other volunteer officer at the at the 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 target of the swarm of bees. I've never seen anything like it before. There's I, bees everywhere. I've seen it in Jumanji. Though, but that's a film. That's a feature film gotta, starring The Rock. I gotta ask. And what, Jack Black. What? No, what? the original, the only Jumanji. Oh, I, Robin Williams. Rest in peace, King. What do you do in that situation? Cry, the, poop. No, I mean the cop in the car, because I think that I would lock the door as well. well. I don't think I'm letting my 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 buddy in. I'm I not. do suppose. I do suppose that's the safer thing. It's better to have one person overcome wow, by bees than two people that, overcome by you bees. You would do that to Jess. Because like, if I, uh, honey, you gotta. You oh, gotta what take, if Jess? What if Jess was outside? Yeah. Swarm of bees came, and you're in the car. Would you just back away slowly in the automobile? Like, hey, hey, just uh, just just find some water. What would you do? Oh, so I would. You got I, this, babe. I, I would let her in, and I would roll the windows down, and I would hit the pedal to the metal, and just start going eighty-five miles an hour through the neighborhood, like hoping that they blow through the. I don't know what you do. There's in that no spot. bees that can ca- catch up to that. But I want to know what they do to piss off the bees. That you don't. Well, no, do no, you don't do anything. Uh, this uh, the, apparently the there were m- millions of bees just in someone's roof, unsuspecting, didn't know, and the swarm was triggered by something. Oh. And they just started swarming. The bees were feeling something. I, I hate bees. Be I'm going to say it. I hate bees. I hate the thought of bees. I hate bees stinging me. I hate the entire thing. Uh, I told Stone this story a couple of weeks ago on uh, Honda Classic Live Saturday mornings here on ESPN 106.3. It was one time my wife and I were at a Miami Hurricanes tailgate. We looked to our right and we, we felt the sun getting blocked out. A swarm of hundreds, if not thousands, of bees flying through the sky of the parking lots at Hard Rock Stadium. 
And the swarm just descended upon one of our tables at our tailgate, completely took over the table, couldn't see it anymore. And one of the people we were tailgating with, we didn't know what to do. They were bike cops, Miami-Dade bike cops who didn't know what to do, just standing there like looking, what do we do? What do we do? Thousands of bees. And they started building a nest right there as they were swarming. We put a lit grill under the table and it started melting the bees into death. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Well, I like honey, so shout out to bees. Thanks for well, honeybees. Do. Don't sting. They're not, that's not the problem. Oh, I thought they were talking about honeybees here. If Gene no. gave me three wishes, I, one of them would be to eliminate bees and snakes. Boom! Snap a finger, gone. Don't want to see them anymore. Could you imagine? Hey, you're gonna have to close your windows and doors because there's millions of bees invading your neighborhood. Yeah, that sucks. I'm out. I'm out on that. But you know what's good? You don't necessarily have to die from bees. I hope he, they got medical, and I hope they're safe. But like killer bees. Those Asian hornets, those things will kill your ass. Just don't piss bees off. I'm pretty sure they did something to piss them off. They came with a vendetta and they came striking hard. No, stay in a tree. Don't get under my roof. Whatever. Jackass bees. Ha! Go Panthers. Go Heat. That's Jeanette. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Go Lakers. What? Bye-bye.